Ego Plus, Episode 9, Acknowledgement, Black Lives Matter, Forever. Where were you going that you had, uh, Gokito? Uh, Myla, Myla's house. Oh, you came back from Myla's house? Yeah, like, I just went over there to pick it up. I, like, I mean, I was outside talking to them for, like, 30 minutes. I ain't gonna even love but Of course, dude. <laughs> you know, I can never just stop somewhere. But, yeah, especially I ain't seen them in so long. But, yeah, I was outside talking to them, and mm-hmm. then I came over here. <laughs> Which when is, that whole thing was going on, which is I was jars like, of coquito. Yeah, when she, I mean, I got the the three of those jars for twenty five bucks. So that's cool. Mm. Yeah, because at first she was gonna charge me forty something. I was like, <laughs> I was like, let me. I was like, take off, take off one. How much? <laughs> how much is the price if I take off one of them? And she was like twenty eight, and I was like, okay, okay, we can reasonable. do that. Reasonable. And then she was like, I could do twenty five. I'm like, yes, there you go, cool. <laughs> And then she had to delay it, so she was just like, hey, can I push your order back from Wednesday to Thursday? Mm-hmm. And I was like, bet. I was, I mean, no, at first I, like, played it, because I was like, some, I was first I was going to be like, bet, but I was like, let me fuck with her. So I put, like, a, I put like a meme of, yeah. uh, you know, D-Wade and Gabrielle Union's daughter, how she always looks fucking yeah. mean. <laughs> I put a picture of that, and then she was like, she's like, I can throw in an extra jar for you for being a loyal customer. I was like, yeah, no, nah, take your time. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Do, you yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, the year of the side hustles. The year of the fucking side hustles. Everybody has made a side hustle in 2020, and it's fucking going crazy. Going crazy. Shit that I didn't even think was, like, yeah. sustainable. Like, she really, like, selling to <laughs> selling everybody Coquito. That's crazy. Yeah. What the fuck was going on with the Coquito Wars on the timeline? Yo, line? you saw that? I think because they accused her because she Yeah, they're just like, you're not Puerto Rican. Not you Puerto shouldn't Rican. be making it. What kind of stupid shit is that? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, so now so now we gatekeeping now. Yeah, you so feel me? We, I was, like, I was finna go on the timeline and be like, have y'all ever had fried chicken from a, from an Asian place? Like, <laughs> okay, then. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to stop? You ever had chicken wings from an Asian spot? I, so I know you had honey wings and fries. You feel me? Y'all me. niggas <laughs> you were just talking about going to get honey wings and fries every day on the timeline in, For, what was that, 2017? 2016. 2016. You know, summer 2016 with mm. that shit. Everybody was like, let's go to the flea market. Let's go to the flea. And get uh, some honey wings and chi- funny wings and fries. Lord, that was a that, that was, was a time, a- bro. You was honey <laughs> wings and fries. Everybody was trying to go to the flea market on US one to get them shits. But it's just like it's just like I was like you. I was like you niggas be in the US one flea market. <laughs> y'all really? Y'all built for that? Right. <laughs> Black culture is just accessible for everybody. That's no problem. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> 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 crazy. Nah, let's uh. Speaking of that. <laughs> Speaking of that, damn, it's almost like I segued into something. It's almost like you did. Almost like I did. Nah, I just feel like, you know, uh, especially during these times, especially 2020 being the year of just um, activism and uh, getting or trying to achieve at least or pursuing mm-hmm. for real equality for uh, African-Americans and with that going on, you know, like even in the industry, the 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 we all know, especially with the Grammys that just passed by. And mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about the Grammys for a second because I feel like 
I feel like we got to stop giving so much validity to these awards. Yeah. I mean, especially when you have um, as far as um, these people, because I mean, who makes up the Grammy committee? It's supposed to be a thing where we don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we have these people who I'm completely sure are in the industry. But how deep are they into the industry? Are they music makers? No. I mean, you have musicians, you have um, engineers and everything, but, you know, you have them from all different all different yeah, genres. All genres. And you also have the, like, executives in music, mm-hmm. which, I mean, executives are in music for a reason. They're supposed to have an ear for stuff, but, I mean, there's, there's so many of stories of, Politics like, going on behind the scenes because of that. And there are I mean, so many stories of, like, songs that would have been hit songs, but an executive was like, nah. Yeah, take it off. But then, like, someone was like, "No, nah, we're gonna put it on anyway." It became a hit. Yeah, because you know, you see the uh, example with uh, Shaggy. It wasn't me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw the documentary for it, but an executive they were playing it, and then he played a lot of his songs, and they were just like, "No, you can't put this on the radio. This is gonna be garbage." Garbage. Yeah, but and it's just funny how, like, you know, Af- African Americans are like responsible for a lot of what's deemed popular culture today mm-hmm. uh, like a lot especially mainstream like what the youth does like what the kids like to do and like it's just crazy how we like as in the consumer like just say all right i want to like be this i want to look up to this person i want to buy this gear i want to look a certain way i want to uh listen to certain music right and then when it comes to like supporting the community that brought us all of this art it's just like, oh, like, wait, let's let's think about it. Hold up, let me backtrack. Yeah, because I mean, you lo- you can look all throughout history. You can uh, look into, you can look at the uh, black musicians who paved the way for jazz, jazz to make its way to the um to the po- to the mainstream, the popular music. Yeah, you can look at a uh, little Richard, who many see as the um well now looking back and reflecting, people see as the um first kind of um rock star like little richard uh he paved the way for a uh, rock to become um popular music and so you just look at all these contributions um you can look at uh everybody and you know everybody knows now that elvis you know stole his moves and like all his uh, music and everything from yeah. black people but i mean it's like a known thing but like it still doesn't like tarnish his legacy nobody's like boycotting elvis you yeah know what exactly I'm like um it's just it seems like um a lot of things of black culture just can be taken or blatantly ripped off and you know put on a more um palatable or marketable face yeah and it gains more traction like mm-hmm. um i mean even now you can see rap music is the number one genre in the world in right the now. world indisputably but, indisputably <laughs> but i feel like uh i mean it happens through so much throughout history and like i always want to say that rap is different and everything you know i grew up on rap you know rap has been around so long and it's mm-hmm. so integral to you know like who i am and who you are also yeah but there may come a point where the face of rap and like the highest grossing artist that is that uh, of rap is white Eminem. I mean that happened already. <laughs> that, <laughs> <laughs> I mean no, and nobody's gonna but, nobody's gonna disclaim the disclaimer. Nobody's saying that Eminem is not one of the best rappers of all time. Yeah, because Eminem definitely is for this rap shit. Definitely, yeah, definitely like, is. But just look at it like you said, jazz, jazz. When people think of jazz now, they think of like someone like Kenny G, who's like the the elevator jazz <laughs> music you hear. And then yeah. when you think of rock and roll, Elvis Presley, and it just it's like it's rock like, and roll, Elvis Presley, Mick Jagger. Exactly, it's like okay, why are we naming like like uh, white artists? Why can we only like think of white artists when we hear 
genres that were created by African Americans and even further down, like Africans in general, like Africans, there's some, a connection with Africans and drum and rhythm. Like that's been for Mm -hmm. like forever. And that's not even just an American thing too. Like even if you go to the Caribbean, Mm -hmm. like the Dominican Republic, Cuba, people who like to Don't don't, know bongos originate from, from the, from the islands. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, like basically any type of percussive Uh instrument that comes from Africa. And when you think about like bachata, Salsa, uh, rumba, all that stuff. Yeah, it's a simple, like, percussive, um, it's a rhythm to it. Exactly. These were things that were heavily inspired, and not even inspired, created. Created, yeah. By African culture. Yeah, African influence, African culture, definitely. And so, here it is, like, it's all around us, all the music, and I'm not saying that, oh, African-Americans are, like, the only ones who create music and all this stuff. But we have to give it. We have we, we have to give credit where credit's due. It's kind of like how every uh, region or every part of the world has their own dishes. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you know, um, like African American food here is called soul food, <laughs> and I mean it's called soul food, sure. But like, I mean, I feel like every um, every like culture's like um, main ingredients like that's kind of like their soul food because it imparts a part of their soul with it. Because mm-hmm. um, you know, you look at um, a lot of uh, Latin American dishes. They um they a lot of them always have the same base and like this, yeah and about the same spices and everything yeah it's just kind of like a, the soul of like where you're at or where you're from mm-hmm. and so I mean when you look at uh African Americans you just kind of see the journey of you know coming to a place having your whole culture stripped away and then being able to mix so much with the scraps of what society gives you yeah and I feel like that's what makes a uh, black art and black music and all the things that black people create are really special yeah yeah and I it's 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 one of those things where a lot of people say that the best art comes from pain. Like mm. for some reason, pain, experience, those difficult times are able to like when they when when someone like holds that in themselves and find a way to ex- express express it. it. Yeah, and it's it's like the whole world is changed. Yeah, it's like it's it's it for some odd reason it comes out as something that's enjoyable to like the masses. Like that's I feel like that's a weird human power that mm-hmm. <laughs> that is just present. Like we are able to transform that pain and make it into something. And to make beautiful. it into something beautiful. So yeah. here's a like you said a a, cult, a whole culture and community that was ripped away from their homes. That's pain. Like that's pain on a different level. Yeah. Like no other. And like you said, did made what they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like we have to be able to like go back as uh people who are like non-black so whites latinos go back and say all right yes we have to start paying attention and uh, paying respect to the people who gave us all these fun um like beautiful pieces of art and that's i feel like that's gonna be tough because then they turn it into like a whole like a racial thing. Yeah, people don't like to look back because when when you look back, you have to come to terms with things, mm-hmm. and people feel like just because you have to come to terms with something, then that means that someone's trying to make you feel guilty about it. Because you know, I don't, I don't want you to feel guilty about like the things in the past. I just wanted to be acknowledged. You know, yeah. you know, you let's say like you get stabbed with something, right? And, you know, like you get shot. Like I mean it stays inside of you like until the person pulls it out mm-hmm. the healing can't start yeah. 
So real I mean, healing. Yeah, real yeah. healing can't start. So once the wound, like the wound is still there, but like once it's acknowledged and something's done about it, then once you take out the knife, then the real healing can begin. That's yeah. what I feel. And I feel like what you said is kind of like the groundwork of like everything, not even just in artistically, it's just yeah. everything. Like, and that's my frustration with everything too. Like, it's just like, we just want you like the higher ups, all these old white uh, men or racist or not cap, cap like we just want you guys to acknowledge it. We just want you to finally say we fucked up. We've exploited your culture. We took everything from you. And we we went as far as to say we went as far as so we saw you what you guys were doing. Right. We put and then we we're like, oh, that type of music is seems to be generating a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. So let's put a white face on it. And now let's make it a business. Wait, don't say white. Say more. Say uh, more marketable. More marketable. Yeah. <laughs> now let's make it a business. Right. And now let's make the rules of the business. Do you know how crazy it is that they 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 <laughs> they did all of that yeah. and then decided they made the rules of how even today how music streaming is mm-hmm. like so you you basically gave them no chance of being a part of this business at least yeah you basically put a bunch of basketball players on a football field tell yeah. them to figure it out and then once they start to figure it out it's like all right cool we're gonna we're changing it to a baseball field <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um and it's. Especially with the, I, we're we're talking a lot about more of the music se- side of it, but this is obviously something that's present through yeah, all present forms. in all forms of art. Um, but that's because we just we're just more familiar with music. But exactly. So I was I was I was doing my 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 research. Uh-huh. So okay, there's so there's been ninety two. Osc like Oscars right, Oscar uh, ceremonies. Yeah, ceremonies. So it means 92 chances to get either best actor or best actress, right? So out of those 92 times, only five times has it gone to a black person. Four times was best actor, so male, one time uh, best actress. Mm-hmm. 92 times now. 92 times and only five. Now, I'm not even going to say I understand. I'm just going to say we're going to put the information out that up until recently the black voice we definitely know for sure was suppressed in like a cinematic Hollywood, mm-hmm. that type of level. And now re- like recently, uh, thank God we have been able to get more black movies. And what I mean by black movies is like, you know, yeah. Um, like a, like a, not just one that's in a black setting, but it has, you know, like black actors and it's like a black director, black director, you yeah. know, full, like giving us their American experience. Mm-hmm. So that goes into like moonlight, hidden figures, get out black Klansman, black Panther. Sorry yeah. to bother you. Queen of slim, even mm-hmm. though a lot of people are shaky on queen of slim. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've are now going through this like point where now it's like, all right, our voices are being uh, heard, not heard, but like, we're now getting more at- attention. Yeah, more attention. Yeah, and we're people re- people want to see the black experience, and not just like a black experience that you always see. Like, I mean, the '90s were a good time for uh, like black sitcoms and black movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, but I know, like as far as like a lot of the black movies, a lot of black movies were set in the projects. Like, you know, you got Paid yeah. in Full, you got Boys in the Hood, you got a minute, you got Minister Society. Yeah. You know, just all of these like hood settings for movies and everything. Mm-hmm. And I know that it gets tiring, but I mean, I feel like black sitcoms did a good job. 
great job. A great job. I feel like yeah. more then in the nineties than now in the month. Definitely. Because for some, like I saw a tweet somewhere where it was like somebody tweeted like, "Oh, I miss when black sitcoms sitcoms were just meant for the black family and mm. not trying to pander, to pander to anything or yeah. explain to the white." audience like it was just and you could see that with exactly with uh fresh prince martin martin uh cosby show it's cosby show yeah you know you just got so many different slices of black life yeah yeah and now when you see and especially disney channel i've noticed this with disney channel disney channel would have one black quote-unquote black show out of the whole broadcast yeah. and it was th- and it'd probably be the fire show and it, yeah it yeah because be- you know sister sister, sister that's a raven, raven. Yeah, Corey in the house. Corey in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and, but that's it. It was just like, all right, we'll give you one. Yeah. And either that or even some people have an have issue with like, all right, why every time there's a black show, the kids have to be mixed for some reason? Uh-huh. Like, why does it got to be like a light skin or like Latin, African mm-hmm. uh, type of thing? And these are valid points. Like, why can't, what's wrong with just being? What's wrong with just, yeah, with just being black. Yeah. And it's... For me, like, grow- okay, so for me growing up, mm-hmm. um, all my heroes were black. And when you're a kid, you just don't even think about, yeah, like... You don't even think about, like, oh, like, this is the race of my hero. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just like, oh, I fucking love Kanye West. Oh, I fucking love uh, Denzel Washington. Like, all these people. And you're like, yo, these people are awesome. I love them. And for so growing up, and I'm pretty sure that's the case for many, many people. Yeah. Many people. So growing up, it's kind of like it's like yo, I, I these are my favorite actors and musicians and all this stuff. But then when you start reading up on like how the industry does them, you're like yo, like. I mean, I guess the most notable example is um. I mean, it always seems like whenever you hear a story of like someone that was like on top, and then they start and then they start to fall through the cracks or not get the recognition uh, the the recognition they used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, it always kind of falls back to industry games. Like I know um. As far as uh, Cat Williams, Cat Williams always comes back to the kind of uh, argument where, um, you know, it's just like, oh, um, I didn't play the industry games and I never wanted to play the industry games. Mm. So that's why, like, I had the crown and then, like, it just kind of fell by the wayside. Mm. You know, his main um, his main argument is always um, that uh, he never whenever he did a movie, um, he never wanted to wear a dress. Like he got a he got a movie role. He didn't want to put the dress on. So, you know, that's kind of like that was kind of like his exit out of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in, in some people there is they have the argument where um they feel like um there's a um agenda for like the the um black masculinity yeah, yeah. the the demasculinity yeah. the demasculate the masculine emasculation of uh-huh. a black man yeah um whether that's true or not I mean I know that if you don't play the industry games you get getting kicked out of the industry you see also what happened with Chappelle Dave Chappelle yeah they, he said no and then they started saying he was on crack in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And now he's returned to uh, it's it's not a fixed industry, but a industry that's well. I feel like the an industry that's acknowledging acknowledging, but also that's more in con- like independent control. Like as a, like now you're creative, you don't have to rely on the machine anymore. Like we're in a day and age where you can just give it straight to IG, uh, YouTube, all this stuff. So they have they don't have a way of like coming in the middle and like. Mm-hmm. Uh, skewing everything. 
Yeah. Um, so that's obviously in his benefit because now he could come and just be totally honest and just release it on YouTube or IG, Instagram, like he did. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to um like play any games as far as like with an industry. Like you have a lot of more you have a lot more people who and a lot of more uh black creatives also who are playing a um a, like an industry uh industry free game and um winning. You have Chance the Rapper. He hasn't been signed ever. Yeah. And he like has all his money. He goes on tour and sells his own merchandise and everything. Um, you don't have these middlemen who are like trying to look the screw you over and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. Even though that's still kind of what's happening now with these influencers. <laughs> influencers. Yeah, that's a you crazy know, title you, for a creative, an influencer. You know what's crazy? A lot of these influencers, um, again, model themselves. Uh, yeah, you saw what happened with the uh, renegade girl. Yeah, model themselves through black created content mm-hmm. yeah you saw what happened with the renegade girl the little the little black girl made the renegade dance mm-hmm. and it wasn't popular until the white girls took it took out the harder moves and then just made it the simple little yeah. renegade, <laughs> renegade. <laughs> and and that that happens that happens all the time that's all it is i'm gonna be honest have you ever seen this many white kids dancing <laughs> be honest have you ever seen white kids dancing this much since before tiktok no, you're 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 right. You're and were white right. kids dancing we're before? <laughs> no, no. And we would. It would be. It would be. No offense. It'd be us making fun of them dancing. Like remember the whipping and nay and then the white kids of doing and fuck it up. Yeah. Right. Oh shit. Nah, the kid, white kids were never dancing this hard before. Right. But yeah, I knew we had a different. Um, I knew we had a different point where. Um, you remember the um the three white girls dancing to the little remix of that six nine song, and then it's like Jada. What? What? It was like, and then the oh, white girl, oh, yeah, she, yeah. She started, oh, yeah, and then yeah. she did. She she fucking stormed out. Like, yeah. no, she didn't storm out, but she basically she danced out. She danced out the 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 screen. That's yeah. what I knew. We're at a different point. It was like, right. <laughs> uh, it was like the white people have evolved to a different breed now. They didn't just took it to a new level. And I and it's funny because we're saying all these instances, and it's the same thing. Like, uh, black people either create it or popularize it. And then here comes the industry saying, let's yeah. make it more marketable. <laughs> let's make it more marketable. Let's <laughs> let's dumb it down a little bit. Let's uh instead of the instead of the young black girl from Atlanta, let's mm-hmm. get the uh the young white girl from California. Yes. And then let's have her do the little dance. Here we go. And 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 make her perform and at like NBA halftime. <laughs> <laughs> NBA halftime, that's it. Oh my god. It's 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 really it is really just uh it's it's like this capitalist nature of it all too. Like it's just like, all right, y'all yeah. y'all keep creating those awesome ideas. We're just gonna keep we're gonna just keep on. Yeah, you just take something that's people have already been doing, make it a business, flip it on its head, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you have these um, you have those social media kids. You have them with these like influencer houses now. Mm-hmm. Like they're making enough money off of it doing influencing to where they can all like buy a mansion together together to make content together. together. <laughs> You know how that's you know insane. You know how just ostensibly wealthy you have to be to <laughs> to buy a mansion. Think think of the like your only job has ever been social media, and you never like really worked at it. You were just making videos. You were just a lovable little yeah little little. And that's and you made and you've made more money than most people making their lives off of it already. You were just a lovable still, little David Dobrik. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it real. Lovable with you. little Mr. Mr. Beast. I don't I mean, even know who that man do. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I for some reason 
this is off topic, but I, I don't trust David Dobrik for some reason. Yeah, it's something about him. Something about just him being way too nice. Nobody, way nobody's too... that nice, and nobody just gives out that much money. I don't Something's got to be going on for him to get that much money to be able to, to give it out. That's nah. got to be in his contract or something. It's like you have to be nice at all times. At all times. <laughs> nah, yeah, but aside from David Dobrik, who, if you're a David Dobrik fan, whatever, bro. Like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. But, but yeah, <laughs> if you look on the flip side of like these influencer houses, mm-hmm. you have instances like with RDC World 1. Yeah, thank you. Yes, let's let's let's, let's talk about let's, let's talk let's about, about that. RDC World. They One. were able. Well, introduce RDC World. Okay, One. so it, RDC World One is a um, they're a collective of friends. Um, you have the uh the main you have the uh the main uh the front man of the group basically. His name is uh he he uh Mark. Yeah. He um he has a group called RDC World One with uh his cousin and his childhood friends. And so they make YouTube videos about um about anime, about basketball, just things that they're just naturally into as like young black men or yeah. whatever. They made enough money to where they could move into a nice two bedroom house yeah. in Texas or whatever. Yeah. Off of doing YouTube and making these videos, they met J. Cole. They mm-hmm. have they all 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 these things. So you will have on the one hand one success story like that, you know, um six, seven um, young men of color, yeah, um, able to go off of like social media, live their dreams like that. And on the other hand, you'll have <laughs> <laughs> I can't even think of a number. We're gonna, I'm gonna say definitely more than fifty. Yeah, but like of these like social media young white kids that are able to buy mansions, yeah, to make content in Jake Paul, mm-hmm. Logan Paul, Logan Paul. I I mean. I don't know. I feel like I'm the pretty vlog squad. All <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty trendy, but like I've never watched a never. That this is this is where yeah. This is why I'm so glad you brought up RDC World One because we're talking about dudes. Because there there's a point where they weren't even ver- verified when they were make they were mm-hmm. making millions off uh, like they get millions of views off yeah. their, off their videos. And it came in my mind too. I'm like, yo, these guys are funnier than almost than almost all of these people. Anyone else I watch. And I don't see no deal. I don't, I don't see, see no deal. I don't see no marketing. No marketing. I don't see nothing. I don't see nobody going up to them trying to get them in any movies. Nope. I don't see anybody trying to come up to them. It's like, hey, you got when you want to train in boxing, and yeah. then we set you up with million dollar boxing matches. Yeah. No, I don't see any big um um. Excuse me. I don't see any big uh, partnerships with any of these social media apps. Nope. I don't see no clothing brands. Literally. No, not even. They just started making they just started making their own merch. Yeah. Not even like, oh, we're gonna give you money so you could like give it for free type shit. And I'm like, yo, so here's a group of like Yeah. All y'all gotta do is give them a leg up. That's literally it. All y'all got to all y'all gotta do is explain it to them. All y'all have to be like, all all they all that has to happen is somebody has to be like, listen, you have the following. Mm -hmm. Diversify. Yeah. That's it. You just have to give them the platform. To you just have to give them the platform. You, they have. I mean, they're getting the platform. Yeah. You need to give them a platform to push themselves further. They made also, the platform. They made it themselves. <laughs> you have somebody, and and organic is always better than like this just in, this disingenuous like um like um like industry plant mm-hmm. type stuff. Like yeah. organic is always better because everybody saw the come up. They saw how hard they work. You can go back and see the videos from like 2010, 2009. Horrible audio quality. Horrible audio quality. <laughs> No cinematography skills, <laughs> <laughs> but we was there. But we were there, and so like it's more again. Like you have people that have been attached to them like through childhood. They're gonna naturally throw money at them. Yeah. So my thing, because you know those organic fans are crazy. Like yeah. you have those fans that have been there down with you since day one. Mm-hmm. As soon as you release merch, 
Let me get like two. Let me get like three shirts. Yeah. Forget one. Let me get like three shirts. Yeah. Let me get like four hoodies. Yeah. And yeah. even and even and we're talking about also just creators in that that category too, like uh Caleb City. Caleb City. Caleb City, my bad. Um What you got, Lenar? Lenar also what's no but they make fun of him because they call him oh he took your depression money and <laughs> oh uh demetrius yeah Harvard. like all these all these dudes that you know yeah we do that's crazy now that you say it. we really do have a young diverse uh like a young black um just influencer yeah base we do we have rdt world we have caleb city we have lenar we have uh demetrius yeah. dope island all of these guys yeah. but Where's but where's the backing for them? Where's where's the where's the brand collabs and all this yeah. stuff? Yeah, um, it's crazy because I do feel like RDC one would be like I guess if we had a if we had like I guess a um a, a direct comparison I guess RDC one would be our like Paul Brothers type. <laughs> yeah, I mean we have to make the comparison. Yeah. Um and yeah, it's just is that and now and it's like all right what like it's odd like it's just very odd how these people have managed to create the platform themselves create great funny content and there's still nothing and you know like you said on the other side it's a different story it's Yo, just they have it's just odd the paul brothers have rap videos rap videos they have music videos yes the, the, with millions <laughs> of views uh <laughs> these dudes right so they would do all this shit all this exploitive shit right and then when the 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 riots were happening, had the audacity to go in the crowd and start looting. You're from stay your ass in your California home, please. <laughs> like, like I that's I got I literally got livid when I saw that picture. I'm like, why is this white influencer YouTuber man that's already exploiting tons of the culture <laughs> here looting? Mm. Why why am I seeing this picture? Hey bro, you gotta do it for the clicks and the views. That shit is that shit is trash. That's horrible. <laughs> trash. You just you just destroyed the mood in the room. Like. <laughs> no, because it's <laughs> and that if that's the game right there. That's literally the game with music, uh film, real life. That's the game. Like a black man does one thing, white man does that same thing. Exactly. And, you know, you just put the marketable face on it. The black man faces the consequences. Mm-hmm. The um the the white man just gets to live off of it. They get the positive benefits. We get the negative benefits. Oh, don't even. Shh, we could talk about the weed industry, too. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, man. An entire industry that's been uh, an entire private industry that's been created off of the backs of uh Something that that people of color have been putting, getting put in prison for for years, years. Sometimes extreme cl- cases for for life. No, it's like com- completely, like sometimes yeah. life for for moving weed. And now we have a whole entire private industry that's I'm I'm sure is over a billion dollars worth over a billion dollars. Oof, nah, yeah, that that is is, and it's only up. It's even more it's only going to go up from here. But yeah, I mean, if we can like kind of like segue, it's like it's kind of crazy how. Because going back into what you were saying about um about seeing them looting during the riots, mm-hmm. it's just kind of crazy how performative everything kind of like a lot of things felt during the riots. You had such a big moment in American history because like the I'm sure the George Floyd 
um, riots and everything are going to be in history books. For 2020 sure. is going to be in history books. On a lot of things. <laughs> On a lot of things. Just one textbook for 2020. <laughs> the year 2020, uh, college college classes. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine it. But yeah, so many things were just so performative. If you have something that's going on that's literally encompassing like the entire the entire country something that's moving and speaking to the entire country Mm -hmm. and you know when you have something that's reaching that far you're gonna have people that are gonna be thinking it's like hmm how can i make this benefit me Me. because this is america capitalism it's gonna catch you slipping (laughs) (laughs) the police be tripping (laughs) but yeah man you just so I, I mean I'll share something for me you know ahead. I was at a protest um it was a protest in Wynwood funny right huh mm-hmm. protest in Wynwood but so I was at the fuck pro- Wynwood yeah <laughs> fuck yeah. some of them club owners <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so I was there you know we're and we're getting ready to go you know I was there with um one of my good mentors and his family and you know we had a big uh, Black Lives Matter flag and everything, and we we're just ready to go. And so, all of a sudden, you know, I just hear "Hey!" And so, me and Willie, we turn to the right and we see this like these two uh, these two uh, girls of the of the of the white kind. And so, they were just like, "Hey, um, can we can we can we have can we take a picture with you guys and your flag?" And oh my god! And I and Willie's like, yeah, sure. But in my mind, I'm just I'm fuming, and like I feel Willie put his hand on my shoulder, and I look at him. He just kind of like he's kind of like shaking his head, like, and I'm just because like um, it just kind of start made me start fuming because I'm like, okay, like we're here to protest. I'm not here for a photo op. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not here, and. You know, they probably in their head they weren't like, oh, we're gonna use their blackness as a prop. Obviously not, but. Just the fact that, like, I'm here to protest and, like, I'm here. I'm in my feelings. Like, I'm reflecting. Like, I'm just kind of, like, I'm reflecting on the state of the country. I'm reflecting on how my skin color is looked at. I'm reflecting on things that I have to do on a daily basis. Like, I always, like, I'm always, like, thinking about how I'm being perceived in someone's head and that influences my actions. I'm I'm thinking about all this stuff already and all all these things are going through my mind and in somebody, and in someone else's mind, it's... Hmm. Let me see. Let me have something that's gonna make my Instagram pop and look yeah, att- and look like activism, and that rubbed me the wrong way. That just felt completely performative. That and it's it's sometimes I feel like they're just I feel like they really I don't know if it's common sense. Like I feel like they really just don't see or get yeah. or get it. Like. I feel like they really do have some good intentions sometimes when they're like, oh, I want to support. But I feel like they don't realize that the way they're supporting sometimes is just not it. Like, it's cheap. Like, a lot of times it just feels cheap and, like, it's just, like, it's just performative. And I feel bad because maybe they did think, like, oh, like, uh, like we're going to support the cause. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. But that's not, that's not it. That's not, that's not like the, oh, I took a picture of the Black uh, Lives Matter movement, two dudes w- holding the flag, I'm good to go. No one could question me on uh, Instagram no more. Mm-hmm. Um, and who? And during that whole thing with the with the Blackout Tuesday thing, <laughs> yo, oh, when I tell man. you beforehand, and we probably t- uh, went over this too in uh, episode one of Ego Plus and uh-huh. Accountability. So if if um, if you haven't heard that episode yet, we go into more detail about the actual movement. 
mm-hmm. and our experiences in that episode. Yeah. So check that out if you can. Yeah, but me and Anastasia. Shout out to her. Um, but the black it's funny because the blackout Tuesday movement was started by um Was it started by the music industry? By the music industry, and I have it right here. It was actually first called the show must be paused. And that was like the original hashtag, mm-hmm. right? And it was by two label execs named uh, Br- uh, Brianna Ag- Agimog. I'm butchering the last name, okay. but and Jamila uh, Thomas. Okay, butcher that last name, bro. Like no, it's not even because you messed it up. I'm just thinking about like the Digimon, <laughs> Agumon. But no, no, go Oh, but yeah. So it was started by two music and from uh, Atlanta uh, Atlanta Records. Uh-huh. And Maybe they did have the right intentions, but somewhere along the lines, the hashtag got changed. Damn. Hashtags get hijacked. Yeah. That changed. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, black out your Instagram. Post a black screen on all social media, right? hmm I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how that progresses anything in the music industry at all. I don't know how Spotify thought, all right, in some playlists and some albums, we're going to do an eight minute and 40 seconds, 46 second pause for George Floyd. Apple said, all right, we're just going to make do a radio station, radio station that celebrates uh, the black community. Ha ha. It wasn't that fucking hard when all the popular music is fucking black. <laughs> I, you guys really... It, like I feel like these are bare minimum things, and it's like okay, you're a multi God knows how many much millions dollar company, right? What the fuck does staying silent for eight minutes and forty something seconds gonna do, really? Like it's mm-hmm. cool as an optic, like all right, yeah, guys, we're with you, but where's where's your money going? Like where's 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 the money that you sign all these young? uh Young, hungry. We're hung, gonna have to call them hungry. Hungry and impressionable, and like mm-hmm. not financially literate uh, artists mm. that you sign. Right? Where's the money for that? That you sign into like three sixty deals where you own their whole likening uh, likeness, their name, whatever they come up besides the music, all that shit. Where where's the money for that? I feel like all right. If you're the music industry and you want to make something. If you if you're like okay if you really feel like okay this is our moment to make things right, go go, go higher. Go do more than eight <laughs> than a moment of silence. Like you like we could we could do a moment of silence because we're out there protesting and we we don't have the resources. We're 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 being silent so y'all could get the picture and so y'all could do something. Not so y'all could just look at us and be silent right mm-hmm. back. Trends could be. So much more, but at the same time, I can, I can, okay. So to also play devil's advocate and to also look more into kind of like the impact of trends, um, it's easy, it's easier for something to trend when it's the bare minimum. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's true. So like, I mean, you know, if you would have been like, if they, like, if somebody did a trend and they were, they tried to start a trend, they're like, yeah, you know, go, uh. Run ten miles, and you know the trend is blah blah. Everybody's gonna be like, ten miles. That 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 trend might not catch on. That trend has a higher likelihood of not catching on. Black screen. All you got. All you got to do is, you know, just put your phone down on the table. Take a back down. Take a picture. Black screen. You know, and for it to stand for something, it makes it super easy. Yeah. You know that's why it's easier to 
um, donate to a GoFundMe instead of actually going out to the protest. Now, both are important. Yeah. But it's easier to do the one that takes five seconds and, you know, maybe and- $50 instead of, you know, like three, four hours yeah. of your time and walking and yeah. being out in the sun and being around people. Which... I mean, I, I'm so glad I went to those protests. Like, yeah, I'm, that was I'm, a great time. I was so glad. And I'm so glad that the protests... Not great time, like fun, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it was a great experience. Too. Yeah. I'm so, and I'm so glad the protests, protests that I went to didn't end up in any, like, mm-hmm. chaos. Uh, but yeah, nah, it's just like, back to the music. Like, like, and it is true that when, if you ask people for the bare minimum, they're going to be like, bet, I could do this so the rest of my followers and friends think... I support fully and I'm with them and I stand by them and I don't get questioned and I can keep on posting my dog throughout that's the whole. What, that's <laughs> what I was going to say next. I was going to be like, but what made it so performative were, I kid you not, people either either the next day or literally the same day <laughs> post the Blackout Tuesday and then another photo of like them in like a bikini by the pool. I'm just like, what? What did... <laughs> What what happened to the, the don't the, we eat army supposed to take a break or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what happened to the the concept? What happened to the follow through, guys? Yeah, no, nah, no follow through. It's just like, all right, we let it sit for like two hours, three hours, get some likes. Here's me by the here's me by the pool in my bikini. Yo, and you know what I did too? Cause I went when I saw I saw I you could go back to my tweets. I was tweeting live at my reaction at everything. I was saying, yo, guys, this is not like this does this I feel like this is gonna go wrong. And what I so every Everyone was posting black screens, right? And I was like, all right, let me do something. I post actual, like, resources they could go to, right? Mm -hmm. Full on Mm -hmm. everything, right? Tell me how I ain't getting not more than 10 likes on it. I'm posting actual, like, ways of you contributing to the the cause. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is posting pretty much nothing. Mm Mm-hmm. And and not that likes should mean anything, but I did it as a field test. Yeah. I was like, all right, let me see what happens if I actually put some useful information out there. N- nothing. Nothing. No. No. Oh, thanks for the information. I'm a di- nothing because I'm pretty sure they saw that and they're like, ooh, that's doing a little bit too much. Ooh, you want me to click a link and donate my money? Ooh, that's doing a little bit too much. Ooh, you want me to go check out this uh, protest that's happening over here? Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna just last screen. Exactly. That's um, all you need. But the music industry for doing that shit is completely foul because, like, as I was saying earlier, if you wanted to make things right, I feel like at least say, all right, to show that we really with you guys, yeah, we're going to... We're taking this amount of money and we're going to spread it among the artists. Give uh, give it back or we're going to uh, we're gonna open up to renegotiating certain contracts. We're going to do these things that actually help you guys. Exactly. Because now, looking months later, those artists that were just hungry to see some money said, all right, I'm going to sign this deal because I really need this money today. Mm-hmm. And now they're in the same position they were uh, during that Blackout Tuesday. And now <laughs> they're in the same, probably like, damn, I'm stuck in this label situation position with a shitty contract. And now they're getting fucked by the game. And yeah, I mean... We like well, I mean, and I see you've laid out as far as some alternatives for like what the music industry could have done, but I mean, they're not. For, I mean, obviously, <laughs> not I said that's why I said for what they could have done. Could've, you know, yeah. we can't go back in time. You know, money is money, and no one's gonna basically like 
willingly. Yeah, basically going to plug the money drain for a little bit or start throwing money out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, what do you think as far as like what we could do to kind of like support the the like creatives more? Because you know we're talking about as far as like music music artists, mm-hmm. but just as far as creatives, what do you think creatives we could do in to, general? Yeah, um, not creatives in general. Because uh, <clears throat> uh, I want to uh, make it a focus because. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we should focus more local. Yeah, right? I feel like <clears throat> I feel like we have to show. We have to a first of all when you see when you see someone like Hugh Ramal with dreads and colorful <laughs> hair, <laughs> we can't just like stiff up and be like, oh, like they're intimidating to work with, probably. Or yeah, Chris, this is or, or, this or, is a conscious decision. Or their their hood, or I don't want to work with them because they they might be ghetto. Ah. <laughs> this is a conscious decision, Chris. I used to make sure. Um, me in middle school mm-hmm. and me now are completely different because you know in middle school, um, middle school early high school, I was always like, yes. I'm going to like I was I mm-hmm. always made a conscious decision to try to be as proper as possible to try to like enunciate my words as much as possible. It was funny because I was in a football practice one time and like one dude was literally like, "You always sound like you're ordering from the drive-through when you talk." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I met my mentor and um, and in college and it just kind of struck me how much he was himself. You know, black dude taller than me, uh, golds. In on his on golds on his teeth and everything, mm-hmm. but he's a college professor and he and he's not like a joke college professor. Like you ask him and he knows his shit. Yeah. So that really struck me because it's kind of like, okay, I don't have to fit into this narrative or the stereotype that oh, just because you look like this, um, you you're gonna be this. You know, everybody's always like, you know, professionalism. You know, if you don't dress for the job you want, you're not gonna get the job you, you want. You want to talk about professionalism and how that's deeply rooted <laughs> into some? All right. Yeah, but no, um, I've completely bucked to um, professionalism as far as like appearance. Like, I mean, I, I'll look nice, but like, as far as like things like I have to put on a suit when I do a presentation for you to take the things that I say seriously. seriously. I have to. I have to have a low cut so that you can like take what I have to say seriously. I, I, you can't let the research speak for itself. You can't let the hours that I've spent in the lab speak for itself. You can't, the papers that I've, that I've uh, written, they can't speak for themselves. I have to look a certain way before you can even appreciate what I bring to the table. No, this is a conscious decision. I'm going to have my dreads. I'm going to die the end. I'm going to die the tips, whatever I want. Mm-hmm. I'm going to wear whatever I want on my teeth and it's not going to matter because the things that I have to say do matter. Yeah. Oh. Stereotypes don't matter. I matter. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with that. You Fuck feel with me? that heavy. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah. And that that's step one. That's just the, that's just the surface. You feel me? You, feel, just the, you feel how deeply rooted it is to where literally how you present yourself Determines if somebody even wants to speak to you, mm-hmm. if somebody even wants to be around you. Crazy. That that's I think about it when I walk down the street a lot. I'm like, somebody probably thinks I don't do anything, anything. with my life. They don't they they wouldn't guess. <laughs> they wouldn't guess who you are by a mile. By that's mile. the same thing where like all rappers and bass no, all let's say uh uh successful black men and women who get on an airplane first class. They get asked, "Are you are you a rapper, rapper athlete, athlete, singer?" Da da. It's like, 
why does it have to be why can't i be a lawyer or a doctor yeah. like that type of shit but and it like so all that that you just said is just the first step i feel like basically like stop thinking everything it's it's I'm 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 tripping up because it's just it's just so important it's just so important it's, it's important so... and it's just so crazy that we're here where it's like these are the things that are stopping humanity from being better are just the way we look the hair color how you wear your hair how you dress these these apparently are just the things that are is because we weaponize these things against each other yeah yeah the same way because I kind of think about it sometimes it's just like you know, to the, you know, the homegrown American, mm -hmm. the way that I look and the way that, uh, someone with, uh, with a hijab and different like that, like to a homegrown American were probably two of the scariest things that they've ever, ever seen. Ever. Ever. And that's crazy. And that, and that's. <laughs> Cause everybody that knows me, I wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's why I, I, I'd be, I'd be very private with my shit. <laughs> um, but all right. So, and, and so, you know how you said, so stepping back to not stepping much back, but to the whole appearance thing, right? Mm -hmm. How do you feel? And this is just a question. Yeah. This is just, I just thought of it. Yeah, you know, I'm open book. How do you feel about. And this is gonna be hilarious. You be you be you be throwing me off sometimes. Go ahead. You be killing me. You be coming from left field, right field. The whole white man with dreads thing. <laughs> no, but this is it's funny, but it's real. Like it's real. It's you. like you get you, you Ramal, <laughs> a black man, are deemed fucking scary mm. to a, a, a frail white old woman or whatever. But when a, 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 a young white man does that, it is trendy as fuck. See how many likes he gets under that picture. Oh, yeah, it's trendy. Um, <laughs> it's not good for the hair. Um, <laughs> oh, it's not. Yeah, no, this. That's neglecting Elmer's glue, but <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, man, it's just um those those perceptions are crazy. I mean, for me, as far as like white people having dreads, I mean, even more so than just the appropriation, it's your hair is not supposed it's not supposed to be like that. Like you have to do adverse things to your hair health to yeah. get dreads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's just, I mean. Do they? I mean, I can't really. Do you want my opinion as far as if they look good? I don't think they look good, but I mean, <laughs> nah, it's it's okay. And it's funny how it's funny how you know how back then we, I say we, and people are probably like, but you're like not black. But <laughs> I, I when I say we, I think of like, I think of the people I've seen, and also I do have black relatives, siblings, all that. Um, so when I say we, I'm probably talking about a uh, uh, perspective of like either some, this example, my sister growing up taught to straighten her hair. Uh, you get me? And the, especially the one, when you go all the way back, it's like you see it in like um, old like films and all that stuff. Uh, black people were straightening their hair. Like you cannot have an afro while you're doing this show or movie or whatever the fuck. You have to look like... Mm -hmm. As close as you can to, to whiteness. To whiteness. 
And now, and, that's, and I'm glad you brought it up because I hate when, you know, we have the conversation of, oh, this white person shouldn't have dreads or this white person shouldn't have these type of braids. Mm-hmm. It comes back to, oh, well, what black people straighten their hair and they shouldn't be able to straighten their hair and dye it blonde. If and I'm just like, all right. First of all, do you not understand what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> the the first the 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 first thing was that that shit was ingrained as like this is this is how you're gonna survive in society. Mm-hmm. You have to straighten your hair to be presentable in society. This other thing where white people are just doing dreads and stuff. There's yeah, no no one no one's like going into your head and it's like you have to do this. You're just kind of like, hmm. Mm, mm. Interesting. That's the start of like most of like white like just humanity's bad decisions. Mm. <laughs> that mm. land over there. Yeah. Mm. Africa looks. Mm. <laughs> it's like. Mm. Yeah, plantain before. <laughs> it's like mm. Native Americans. Mm. This is India. Mm. I still like it. We <laughs> call you Indians. Mm. That's the most disrespectful thing. That's <laughs> Oh, we're not man. laughing at the genocide. No, we're, we're not. Just, we're, we're laughing at the irony. Like you came and you're just like, you sure this isn't India? You guys are kind of brown. It was like Native American. I don't America. Nah, India. Indians. You guys are Indians because we're Americans. Yeah, <laughs> we're, you guys are Indians. We're, we're Americans. Americans now. You uh, came, took this name. You know, this is ours. It's our name. And it's why? Like, why is this a thing where it's like it's a specific group? That through you could go throughout history where it's like they look out at something and say, "Yeah, yeah, I'm taking that. I'm yeah, taking yeah, that this right. Is mine. <laughs> I'm taking that right there." Yeah. Oh, paying them for it. Dibs has kind of lost its power over the years because you know at a certain point in time, dibs was <laughs> law. <laughs> People lost their lives over dibs. It's fucking terrible. It's horrible, terrible. I call dibs on this. They call dibs on that whole land over yeah, there. Yeah, I call, call dibs on this whole island. That's Jamaican. Nah, nah, nah. This is uh, this is Great Britain. Yep. <laughs> call dibs on 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 your culture, the clothing you wear, the music you make. So first of all, that's the surface, like you said, well, like we said. And I feel like once we stop thinking about like, oh, like let me not work with that black man because of the way he looks, then we can go, you know, go into the in uh, collaborate. And make great, great a lot of a lot of great things happen because of collaboration through saying, "All right, I'm not familiar with you. You're not familiar with me. Let's get familiar with each other and do it in a way where I don't exploit you and you don't exploit me." Mm-hmm. That type of shit. And it all, that's what it comes down to. Like a lot of people, like you know, America is like everybody's always like America's a great place. You know, we have freedom of speech. You know, freedom of religion and all that things. But I think when it when it comes to religion, there is a freedom of religion. You can't practice whatever religion you want here in America. But I think it comes down more to um, tolerance of religion, <laughs> a tolerance of anything that's not Christian. Yeah. It's like you know, you have the freedom to do it, but you know, we'll, we'll just tolerate you doing it. Yeah, you know. But if you get too big now, yeah, you get too big, or you know, you go do something against Christianity, and you're not welcome in America anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, after nine eleven, you just saw. It. Yeah, we, we just hit the. Whew, 180 on the on the Islamic community. Yeah. <laughs> Say, oh no, all of them. Yeah. Yo, I remember like short side story. I I remember after like two years after that happened, I forgot what grade I am. Probably like second, third ish. Um, probably second, maybe second, definitely second, uh, or maybe first. Whatever. I remember 
the teacher like asking them and she's probably doing this she was probably doing this on purpose so we understood that yeah i mean this whole way the media was spinning islam wasn't true but she asked the 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 muslim boy like oh like how did your family experience 9-11 how was that experience and he told us about it and and that never left me because i'm like yo like here's a kid that's just like me we're normal and he's telling me all these stories about like how his family was like yeah like i'm calling off of work for a bit like i'm not going outside like i don't want to be around people i don't want to take my son out Mm -hmm. into places because you know who knows what could happen exactly um and i'm like wow like that and that stuck with me um but yeah that was just a and it's that's feels like yeah you never know what somebody else has to go through until you ask them like the experiences like that you never would have thought yeah and i and that feels like the a common i feel like we've been saying the same thing over again in different ways different interviews it's a common story of we just kind of like to point a finger at anyone besides ourselves and say oh yeah that specific community is wrong for this they brought that on themselves yeah and that's the that's the argument they love to do on Fox News about like rap music and all this stuff. It's like, oh, like uh, it's in it's in the <laughs> play play the intro to Damn, play the intro to Damn by Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. uh, where a woman says like, oh, he's, uh, talking about uh, and we don't like Popo. They want to see us dead in the streets, for show. It's just the way she said it was <laughs> terrible. But anyway, it's it's they <laughs> like to flip it on on us like oh no it's your problem like yeah yeah it's you, like everything they always they always flip them um, as far as like everything that happens in our community is our fault mm-hmm. and while that may be true for some communities what <laughs> the white community <laughs> every like a lot of the things that have been put in place in america stem from especially with uh black people stem from policies and things that were put into practice by white people by white men exactly and I mean, if you want example, I mean, I shouldn't. I, I ended on exactly like that because you know you shouldn't need examples, but I guess we can do examples. Um, uh, mass incarceration, Jim Crow, redlining, gerrymandering. Crack. I can keep throwing words at you. Crack it, Ronald Reagan. Yep, <laughs> Nixon. I I can keep throwing people at you, and I can keep throwing words at you to just kind of show you the long history of how black people have been treated in America. And you can, it's easy to say, you know, oh, you know, the uh, black community has this problem, black community has that problem. But I feel like that can become valid once, like once all the hands in the pot that contributed to that are taken out, then you can be like, okay, this is the black community's problem yeah. completely. And I and that, and to me, it'd be valid. Like if, you know, we addressed all the things holding back the community, all the like darkness that was in the community as far as like everything that happened back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was still like problems. It's like, okay, this is the black community's problem. Yeah. I understand that. But if, if, if when the constitution was made and talking about free men, if all men were free from that, from that point on, if all men were freed, free men, and we just all went and did our thing, then, like you said, it's able to be like, oh, no, that's just an internal issue. But from that the day one, the it wasn't this, this legislation you wrote, this deal that you made to every every person in the country. That was it was just phony. It was just phony. Oh, yeah. It was just it. It, it Completely. was really it wasn't made for everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, because I mean, let's think about this from just any logical sense, right? Mm-hmm. If you have something in place from the beginning mm-hmm. that treats everyone the same way, yeah, wouldn't everyone end up the same years later? Mm-hmm. If you have so many of these differences, wouldn't it make you assume that? Why would it make you assume first? Oh, it must be a problem with that person instead of maybe it's a problem with the system. Why would you? Because people like to think micro instead of macro. Mm -hmm. People like to think in terms of things that they can see and comprehend instead of things that are abstract. You know, you can't. They love you can see what happens with the laws when they're put into practice, but you can't see what happens when you make the policy. That's why. Something that I've learned from um, people in public health is um, when you make a policy, you have to make it anti-racist. Because mm-hmm. if you don't make something anti-racist, then it has racist overtones. Yeah. Exactly. So why would you think? So it would make sense to where if you have something that you put into place and it's supposed to prop up everyone, mm. but you know people start to fall through the cracks, why are you looking at the people instead of the Instead of the policy or yeah. the system, we love and we love to to generalize. That's it. Generalization. We, we just say, all right. And there's, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of cases where you know, I can imagine a lot of cases where, all right, let's say a young uh, white boy has, let's say, racist parents, right? But the young white boy is like, you know what? I don't, I don't believe that, right? Exactly. But then he sees one bad. He sees one bad instance. Of like, let's say, uh, he sees like a black person rob someone, right? Then it's like, oh, nah, I think I think my parents might be right. Oh, da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. Like now it's like, oh no, they, yeah, those they, generalizations yeah. are hard to break out of. Yeah, because as in like a certain way, you have to be, con- you have to be conditional. You have to be like continuously conditioned. To know that that way of thinking is wrong. Yeah. Because you can be brought up on like this way of thinking and then your mind, you may not think that you think that way, but your heart thinks that way. Yeah. It's just waiting. Like whatever's in the back of your mind, it's just waiting for that one seed of doubt to be planted and then boom. Boom. And that's how it happens. Now it's confirmed. Now it's like, okay, all black. Now it's confirmed. It just took one time. Yeah. Yeah. All the times where you had a black classmate that you were cool with or you had a black doctor who took really good care of you. You think about, oh, there's that one ex- that one negative experience I had with a black person. Mm-hmm. Oh, guess my parents are right. We hate blackies, and it's crazy. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's and I feel like it's important for us to keep on like reminding the people, especially the people who are listening to this podcast, that this is reality. Like, yes. Um, the the hype and mainstream coverage of Black Lives Matter has died down. Like we aren't like as pushing for it, and I feel the election had a lot to do with that. Like mm-hmm. it, it took us off, um, like it took our attention away for a, a moment. But we have to understand, like this this isn't a thing that's going to be over anytime soon, um, unless we get. Unless we, well, first, like, we, I feel like we have to just start. A lot of people want to look from the top down. A lot of people want to say, all right, I elected this man, so everything else should work out fine, like, from there. He's the president, right? He should be able to control everything else. And, 
we know what we know. Yeah, that's obviously not true. That's not the case. Reaganomics didn't work. Trickle down economics didn't work. So why do you think that's going to work? Yeah. (laughs) And so it's it's basically, so let's, all I can say from this podcast that, you know, focuses on the creative is also like, it really does start from the local community mm. aspect. Like it just okay, nice tie-in. I like that. Yeah, that it, really it, it 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 does. And as especially in this age we were talking about earlier, um, the whole side hustle age, mm-hmm. like this whole side hustle year, like bro, like it it doesn't cost it it costs, but it doesn't cost. I it don't cost more than the shit you be buying at these brand name stores. Yeah, if to, yeah, because just think about it to to support your friends, yeah. and I feel like if we really want to as as a people, really you know like tell the black community like yo we appreciate you for all that you've done for humanity like in this case the arts especially. Um, I'm I'm gonna say the arts, but in general, there's obviously a lot to. But for me, that's my experience. Like I was inspired by black men and women totally. Like I go, I like when I scroll, when I think about oh, all the people's works that I'm I'm hyped for coming up, like all those expected projects. I'm like, yo, these are just straight black men and women. Mm-hmm. Like, so I feel like if we want to really just start as a, like a, a society saying, you know what, we appreciate your contribution. Start just supporting them for real. Exactly. Like just really start being like, yo, like, all right, like I'm 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 a yo, a share don't take much at all. A share doesn't take much at all. A share, a like, retweet don't take much at all. And if you have friends that are trying to do something, and like let's say let's say you you aren't black, but you have a black friend that is trying to do something, and you know you have a position to, to like, elevate their voice. To elevate their voice, just do it. Like, yeah, hey, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you know, how many times have you been scrolling on Twitter and somebody retweets something that you needed to see or that you wanted, and that's the only reason you saw it? The only reason, all exactly. It happens all the time. You, I'd be, I'd be like, oh shit, like look at this. this yeah, is dope. exactly. Oh, that's all. That's all it really takes, especially now and nowadays with social media. Like, you can help someone out a lot just by sharing a post, which is crazy. You can literally shop on Instagram. <laughs> which i hate <laughs> yeah. but um yeah man so like whenever like you're trying to collaborate with somebody and you feel like you're kind of intimidated in any way for some odd reason <laughs> don't be like the or don't think and i feel like there's this weird psychology where i feel like some people don't think they're cool enough for uh black creatives Mm. I think there's this thing where like I, I I and this is like a very nuanced thing. I this is I don't want to dive into it too much, but I feel like there's this psychological thing where non-black creators are trying to prove that they're that they're trendy and that they can hang with that, black creators. Exactly. Hence, let me start wearing baggy jeans and all this <laughs> and all this stuff. Let me appeal to that. Um, but that's another conversation. We're not going to get into that. Yeah. Um, and that also has to do with the whole dread thing. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, like we're just human. Like stop. Look. Like stop this whole like. Oh, I don't know how they're going to act. Type of shit. Like you know what I mean like it's we're just human. Just approach each other as humans. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I was um talking with a uh, Willie the other day. And then it's kind of it's kind of crazy how, like, and it's not even on purpose, but like we'll just have like 
if even if if even if you're not in like a place that's predominantly white, you will mm-hmm. have the like white friend that you're really cool with. <laughs> and so we were just kind of talking about like how we know people. He was talking about um his homie, and he was just like, well, the day I met him, he was just cool right off the bat. Yeah. And that's usually all it takes. Like yeah. you just need you just need to be like just cool with us right off the bat. Yeah. Like he was just messing around with him. He was like he was like, hey bro, let me uh wear your glasses. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, I can't see Willie's a clown. Like he was just, he was just, <laughs> yeah, no, Willie, wow. and then, yeah, and then, and then, but he was like, yeah, bro. And then he was just like, he was just like, he wasn't expecting him to be so nice about it. Yeah. And like, he just started to, like talking to him for real and they've been tight ever since. Because he saw him as a person and yeah, not, as, not as like, oh, like, why is this, why is this dude asking Yeah, you didn't, you didn't get scared. <laughs> yeah. You didn't do none of that. You just treated him as a person. That's usually all it takes for just people in general. Just treat people as people. Yeah. Yeah, don't you don't have to have any assumptions when you see me. You don't have to scoot. You don't have to scoot. You don't have to tuck purses. You, you don't have, have to flinch. To, yeah, none of that. And I feel like you know, for Lat- for Latinos, like I, for us, that well, for me, it came naturally just to like, okay, that's a person, whatever. Like it never came across. But you know, there are people who live in just dominantly white areas, and that's mm-hmm. just how. They're gonna react at first, and they just had to make the commitment to be like, "Yo, like, why am I thinking like this?" <laughs> or in places that are like pseudo segregated, yeah, like those places where like it's like a predominantly white place, but you know you have the pockets of like where uh black people live, mm-hmm. yeah. Man. Just treat people as people. That's it. So treat people as pre- uh, people, and support your local creatives. You don't have to be cool. I don't know how. Like, I don't know how. Like. You know, it got to the point where, you know, black is the epitome of cool, which I mean, I'm not complaining about. (laughs) No, but that's a that's a pretty for me, it's a a disturbing thing in a sense. Like it's like it's almost like fetishizing. Like it's almost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fetishizing is like nothing new. But that's just kind of it it is. It is disgusting. But I'm just saying it's nothing new as far as like. How often this happens, you know, you have the, you, you know, there's the fetish, there's the fetishization of like mixed babies. There's a fetishization. Yeah, that, that shit makes me uncomfortable. I ain't gonna lie. Like, it's it's not, it's not the mixed babies part. It's the, I see some, (laughs) and since we're just, I'm like, this is my experience. I've seen like some Hispanic women who make it a mission. And I've seen this on Twitter where it's like, I saw some wild Hispanic girl tweet, "Oh, black men are for us," and I was like, "I was like, oh, no. I was like, I, <laughs> like I, evacuate the timeline." I was like, uh, <laughs> I just wanted to. Something just came over me. I was like, "Yo, please go yeah, somewhere." Somebody open the window. It stinks in here. <laughs> that shit is weird. Yeah, like I'm all for interracial love and loving who you love and everything, but it's just I just don't want it to be a fetish. Like I don't want you. I don't want like you dating this this black woman because she's a beautiful chocolate Nubian queen and you gotta have a piece of that chocolate Nubian African queen. Like, hey bro, like get drink some water. It's okay. <laughs> and I don't wanna see the, you know, the tall, muscular black dude with the white girl and she's like, Oh my god, you know, I just always wanted to be the black guy. Like, why? Why did you always want to be the black guy? Say <laughs> Say it. Say what you wanna say. Say it. Yo, you um, know they just are. I always want to be the black guy. Wink, no, don't wink. You seen, you seen, you seen. Oh my god, I feel disrespectful for even bringing this up. You seen the picture of that black man with that white woman in a cotton field? <laughs> I said that to my group chat of me, Willie Avery, and um, one of Willie homeboys, Zay, and then 
<laughs> Willie was literally like, hey, bro, if I'm ever this far gone, you got to put me down. He was like, make my blood spill on the cotton air. <laughs> I was like, bro. <laughs> no, bro, that, yeah. Yes. Uh, Everybody, sometimes it's just. <laughs> go ahead, go It's ahead. just people just don't be having <laughs> no awareness when it comes to just like things like that. Like, I'm sure he didn't think like. What could possibly go wrong? But no, no, no. There's Ramal. There's no. There's no way, Ramal. There's no way, Ramal. There is no way. You can't even give him that card, Ramal. I know it's a cotton field, and he's there with a white woman. He held. He did. You you see? Yeah, he held the. Oh my god! You know, you never know in the social media age, because you know people just be doing stuff for social media, so you never know. But I be trying to. I be trying to think that people have some type of decency. That's the problem that I that I assume people have decency. That we just assume that the, the you know they're gonna have kids someday, right? They're gonna have to see that, and that kid, that kid is gonna learn like history. <laughs> the kid is gonna be like dad. You'll be like dad. What the what? Now I'm about to kill mom, dad. <laughs> <laughs> She's not an ally anymore, dad. Oh, She's no. the opposite of an ally. She's a henchman. Henchman. <laughs> 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 that's just a, that's just like is that like an anti you know, ally like yeah a, right like it's an ally for like a super villain yeah well, like a worker for a super villain right like so a henchman a henchman <laughs> hey hopefully that catches on you know hashtag henchman hashtag <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put that as the title hashtag henchman I'm gonna put that as the title of the podcast <laughs> nah, nah probably not nah. Oh my God, henchmen! That is actually pretty genius. We're just gonna start calling them henchmen. Yeah. Anytime we see the white people that are going against the mm-hmm. against like positivity and in the agenda, is yeah. just henchmen. Look at them henchmen. Look at the, the white henchmen, not a white ally. <laughs> white henchmen. Once oh. the cars start calling Trump supporters white henchmen. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. They basically Trump's henchmen, to be honest. When you when when you <laughs> yo when you think about it all, it's just really. Yeah, we just need to do better. We just need to do better and, and and start giving back. Just start saying we appreciate you and what you've done. I forgot who said this. It's either Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington, or probably both. But damn, American culture is black culture. American history is black black history. Like I've never like that's the most factual thing. Especially when we look at how the community impacts just the general community, like the U.S., the the country as a whole. Yeah, the history of just like the white man in like most areas of the world is them coming in, subjugating and or genociding the people Mm -hmm. and then just taking just taking their resources for themselves and propping themselves up above the people. That's literally the history of it. Yeah. And it's sad. It's sad, and it's, it makes it even more sad when nothing's done to acknowledge it or to give back to the people. Yeah. That, that yeah, no, that's, that's where, and I feel like all, we, like, it's just, we, I, I feel like just the acknowledgement would go a long way. Just the acknowledgement would go a long way because, you know, that's why you have people where we learn about the Holocaust 
it's mandatory that we learn about. I mean, we learn about slavery also, but we learn about the Holocaust, and it's always the the saddest thing we ever learn about because it's like, how did all these people die? Hitler's such an evil person. Hitler's always the most evil person ever. Da da da, you know. But you know, we still root for America even after we learn about slavery, mm-hmm. after we learn about the genocide of the Native Americans, after you learn about the subjugation and the how and the mistreatment of Native Hawaiians. You just you learn about all of these things, the continued mistreatment of black people after slavery. Yeah. And it's just we still root for America and we're still expected to root for America. And when you don't root for America, somebody says what's wrong with you. Yeah. And I feel like they don't like you we said again and again, they don't want to look back because I feel like it, it really is where that guilt comes in. Yeah. And then you it, get that pushback. Yeah. Because they don't want to feel guilty and they're like, you I'm you're, like you're not gonna make me feel guilty, and I'm and it's just like I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm just trying to make you acknowledge yeah. what has happened. You didn't do it, but it should still be acknowledged that it happened. Yeah, and because I feel like throughout the years, the black community knows who the black community is. They see all their things. They see everything. Their influence everywhere, right? And I feel when it comes to the to the white community, the white man, when they're like, oh, like. It's crazy how I feel like they're going through identity, right? like an identity issue because they have to, because they don't want to, it's like a, what happens with a regular human being? Oh, I'm suppressing a lot of things that I did in my past that I want to confront. And also I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to find a way to still be cool and hip mm-hmm. and feel accepted by these people that I hurt in the past. Give me so I feel like they they also need to be like yo we did this and exactly. it, it happened. That's what it comes down to acknowledgement and understanding. And I feel like once it's acknowledged and we come to an understanding um, amongst each other, we can actually move forward towards things. Mm-hmm. But you know, everyone always has some type of ulterior motive or either an ulterior motive or a reason to fight back against yeah. that. And it's it's yeah and. Yeah, and I feel like we came to a point where I feel like we came to the to the thesis of of what this whole <laughs> thing has been about. It's just it's just let's just start acknowledging it. Like the first, it's funny. The first episode was called accountability, and now this one's gonna be called acknowledgement. <laughs> like, <probably>. like just <laughs> yeah, like just that's that's what it's coming down to. So acknowledge all that black people have done for. Um, uh, this country and not even just this country other countries too like the Caribbean everywhere acknowledge their presence their art uh, their leaders please don't go out and do some corny shit like start a trend where it's just like you know hug a black person today don't don't do that don't do, don't that. do that. <laughs> we're all we're just saying is you know just just say yeah th- these this is what happened these are the people who either created this invented that started this um, work for that and just be like, yeah, they, they have that. They did that and let's let's make sure that the world knows that they get their credit. Um Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no nah, I'm gonna say it better myself. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, no, nah, I'm 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 glad you came. Yeah. Uh I mean we're gonna do more too. Yeah, it's always good having coming here having a good discussion. Yeah. And it won't always be the, the serious. Obviously, man. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, um, let the other members uh, get some shine, you know. Yeah, that's... It's what, all good. I got my lane, you know. That's what I was really... The ladies try- come here to hear me uh, speak about uh, smart stuff, you know. Smart stuff. 
<laughs> nah, I'm gonna bring you in on some wild shit. Because <laughs> no, they need to know how wild you get. <laughs> if they if they weren't listening to Dust Radio, like you, we now nah, we were wild. Yeah, we were stuff. wilding out. Yeah, we were talking about whatever we <laughs> at any about. given at any given point. Yo, isn't it crazy how like we 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 like we like we did this before, but. I feel like we were young. Like, you know I mean? Like, it was... Yeah, we were young. We were a totally different entity. Yeah. Yeah, but we still the cuzzos at heart. Yeah. Damn, so now I'm reminiscing. Yeah, we used to wild out. Yeah. Nah, that first episode was gold, though. Yeah. We, we, we just already sitting on the gold mine. We was ready. <laughs> we <laughs> came out swinging. <laughs> yeah. I, as I look back at the episode, oh, for people, for just for context, um, on Destiny Radio, there's an episode where we all kind of, like, just shared, like, our deepest darkest moments really yeah when in hindsight i'm like wow that is a crazy idea i don't know why they agreed to do this because this is very yeah. yeah you like hey so third they were like we were like third host and i was like great and they were like yeah so we're gonna explore like you know deep dark times and i was like okay okay <laughs> yeah and i was surprised that jack did it too um yeah jack is pretty he doesn't talk about himself much yeah unless it's like i'm better than you that's the only time we'll talk about himself <laughs> Tired of that man. I will body slam him through a table. Yo, no, nah, we need an episode. I've been wanting to do an episode with me, you and Jack for like for a minute. For man. a minute. Cause I know we would just That might be the preview of the next episode. Who knows? Oh shit. Oh shit. Before the Christmas break and shit. <laughs> oh man. So what are what are you doing right now? Me? Yeah. Um Um Finals, bro. I got um a final on uh next Friday. Mm. Yeah, but I mean I just uh presented my uh research proposal yesterday. So that went good. It's about um basically um the the overarching like project of the lab is trying to make a modern prosthesis that can feel. So that's the It's kind of crazy. Crazy, right? <laughs> but yeah, that's the overarching like goal of the lab that I'm in. But yeah, I presented my research which is just more um looking at the the nerves and seeing what uh, I can do as far as like um, detecting the different ones and everything. I'm trying to like be vague, but at the same time, try to understand what I'm doing because I don't know if there's some like kind of copyright on the research. So I don't know. If oh, I, like, so you don't want to like say some shit? And yeah, then, and then it's just like, all lawyers. right, cool. So Eagle Plus is just gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call you Ramal. What 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 happened? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, nah. It's um the research is going good. Uh, school is going good. I was going crazy for a little bit, but. Yeah, like I wasn't Same. coming out the house. <laughs> but yeah, nah, I'm good. And you complain why you weren't on the episodes. Yeah, nah, I wouldn't. Like, if y'all would ask me in, in that time period where I was going crazy, I would have been like, are you crazy? I have three <laughs> tests coming up. You Are you stupid? How fucking inconsiderate <laughs> of you. <laughs> nah, yeah, for me, yeah, I took five classes this semester and I'm never doing that shit again. Yeah. I, I'm going to start loving myself a bit more. Yeah, I never have a choice. Uh, if I want to graduate... In the time frame, then five classes. And when is that time frame? It's, um, spring twenty two. Oh yeah, that's around yeah, the same time as you. Yeah, same time as you. Hey, look at that. Yeah, buddies. Look at that, buddies. It's gonna, gonna be. be it's gonna we're be, gonna be real adults together. It's gonna be funny. Oh god. <laughs> it's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be funny the day that like we see each other on FIU campus. It's like. It's a different experience than when we see each other on NDC campus. I mean, we used to hang around. Like, we yeah, were with we used each to hang around, but it just kind of be like, you know, I'm walking with like my group of like, of like lab coats. <laughs> my group of lab coats, and you're walking with your like group of like people just, you know, books in hand, 
just talking <laughs> and then we just see each other and we just like it'll be like movies we just kind of like see each other pass by looking at each other and then just kind of go back to our groups the end of a of a, a, a late 90s <laughs> <laughs> matt damon fucking robin williams <laughs> yeah just going our just like you know go, like acknowledging what we were <laughs> But still going our separate ways. <laughs> Even though we're gonna like be texting each other, like, yeah, I saw you. <laughs> yeah, I saw you earlier. Hey, who shot it that you was talking with? Wait, wait, huh? Cut the episode. You're trying to get into the, the wacky episode already. The wacky episode? You're trying, that's what you're trying to get into. You're trying to get into the episode. You're trying to change the, the lightheartedness when we were just in despair. <laughs> you're trying to make it lighthearted, and we're not gonna end on that. Why can't we? Because slavery. This has been God. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah you wrap it up all I, right i can't talk no more all right well this has been eo plus um this has been your host ramal harris and christopher rodriguez i felt like that made me out to be way more hispanic than i actually <laughs> <am>. <laughs> Yo, uh, the my, oh man, the identity crisis I have been going through. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, when you realize that you're not Hispanic enough, but you're not. <laughs> hey, bro, that was that was me earlier. Once I got into this program, I was like, "Am I smart enough to be a scientist?" Just having a whole imposter syndrome. I was like, "Am I even supposed to be in this lab?" <laughs> it's it's an, it's this niggas in here with lots of letters after their name. I don't got Lots none. Lots of letters. All consonants, no vowels. <laughs> All consonants, no vowels. Uh, nah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Uh, thank God I'm not a STEM major. Yeah, STEM it's, major. It's, it's, it's different out here. Like, I had, like, I minor, I, I actually uh, added a minor, and my minor's minor. in sociology. I'm, I, and I was, it's really fun. I was thinking about picking up a minor, too, because she gave me the option, you know, that to say, oh, you have enough credits to pursue a minor, but I'm like, I want to do something like a little bit more fun. Like he gave him fun, like more of a fun thing than. Yeah, that's why I was like, I'm gonna do sociology because I had an intro to sociology this semester and it was really fun, mm -hmm. really fun. And so, I mean, you know, the topics weren't fun, but like just like exploring. Because you just learn about genocides and like. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, this is why the education system sucks. You know, hey, everything that uh, you believe in is your parents' fault. Uh, yeah, so and it's just like, well. But nah, it was fun. It was. I'm not even gonna front. It was fun, mm -hmm. and the sociology is a fun class, dog. Like, it's a it's a nice respite from uh everything. Yeah, from from all the STEM stuff. It really is. I've been. I feel like if I wasn't an English major, I would be a political science major. And it's kind of crazy because I was never into politics until this summer. And this summer, you know, you radicalized a lot of reading and stuff. Mm -hmm. So not really interested in it's just as far as um like I mean stuff like sociology as far as like how uh society like um shapes our views when we view different mm -hmm. things and you know also politics as far as like just its impact with certain communities. So I feel like if I was into like politics or something, I'd probably like go into some type of field that just explores how like certain laws disproportionately affect certain people and different things like that. Yeah. I feel like we could be future mayors. Yeah, we could. 
We could fuck some shit up. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Why don't we? Like our AOC has a squad. Yeah. We'll be the squad, but we'll be like just mayors of different cities. This is like, like it's just like that's the mayor of Homestead. I'm the mayor of uh fucking ghouls and stuff. <laughs> 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 Why would you do that? Uh, nah, I, don't think, I don't think Goose has a uh, a mayor. Yeah, I isn't that color municipality? Municipality? Yeah, or some shit. Yeah, that would that would be color, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like we'd be dope, dope mayors. Yeah, we'd be dope mayors. I feel like we could do it too. To be honest, to be honest, like all you got to do is is wear a suit. Yeah. Wear a suit. <laughs> Pretty much. And lie like a motherfucker. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. No, we will be the truthful type. Yeah, we'd be the truthful type. Like I'd be like climate change and shit. Yeah. Climate, climate change. We are about to be underwater in <laughs> two years. So yeah, it's like let's at least extend it to five. All right, <laughs> we can do that. Small steps, baby steps, yeah, baby steps. But I feel like that's that's one of those positive transfers of energy. Yeah. Like a lot of this negative shit that's been happening has inspired people like us, and yeah. I'm sure a lot of other people to be like, I want to get into more of this uh, local government. And because before we used to avoid it, yeah. Cause I used to be like, don't talk to me about politics. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna get, I'm just gonna get like a job and just playing with chemicals, dog. Like don't talk to I me. I don't got nothing to do with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but now after this is like, I'm really looking at how ways I can like shift it. Like I'm really looking into like public health. Yeah. Cause like it's just kind of like they're looking for like scientists and stuff. So maybe I'll do my undergrad in chemistry and then shift into public health and then see what I can do with that kind of pivot. Yeah, that's funny. That that's it, it's funny because like like you said, I've been like you said, I want to shift in a direction that's more community based, and not that I like my goals are for to like bring up the community have and it's always been, but now it's more of like okay, not just from a creative standpoint. It's like no, I want to yeah, you want to impart some type of change in just like a yeah. sustainable, tangible way. Yeah, exactly. And it's I it, wouldn't I mean going back to it, I wouldn't I don't know, I wouldn't be mayor. Like that revolve like I don't want to be in one of the positions where it really, really revolves around public opinion. Because yeah. public opinion is swayed very easily. easily um, yeah. but I don't man. wanna I don't wanna hate y'all. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> like I don't wanna be like this nigga literally has no policies made for y'all. But it's like What hey, are but, you doing? It's like, but he's kinda cool, dog. It's no. I don't care if he's cool. He's not looking out for you. And it's like, I don't know, bro. He... Yeah, it's, I hate those people. Say, <laughs> like, I don't know, bro. Like, I saw him on the on the talk show. He was a really cool dude. I'm like, he doesn't have anything in place for you. It's like, it, you would, because I feel like we would, like, say, all right, fuck this little political game of, like, all right, I'm going to give you this and that rhetoric and hope that you, it's like, no, I, I would just look across this man ain't doing shit. <laughs> like, I'll be like, are we, is this seriously a debate for real? <laughs> you feel me? Oh, man. Yo, us as mayors would be wild. That should be crazy. Yeah. Let's add a third in. Nah, let's not add Craig. Craig would be a wild mayor. Let's do Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Joe Dallas for mayor. Ah, uh, Joe Dallas for mayor. Joe Dallas for mayor. Nah, put her on your committee. Oh, make the her like the oh the media person, crazy. Mm. Or make her the um. When have you seen put her over some shit? Like make her the uh the person who's over gardens or some shit when, in the city. Whenever you see a mayor get a a nice portrait shot, that's raw. Like you just start putting out photo ops just everywhere. Crazy, crazy yo, photo ops. That would work. So yeah, <laughs> it's like yo, who's this? That's our. He's running for mayor. Word. <laughs> this picture's amazing. This picture's amazing. Like, what kind of headshot is this? <laughs> 
support Joe Dallas. Shots via JoJo. Yeah, so, shots via JoJo. Support uh, Kanaima. Kanaima, media by Kai. Media by Kai. Support Anastasia. Anastasia Jewel Murphy. Support Spectre. Spectre. Spect- at Spectre Worldwide. Shout out to that last episode. Shout out to uh, Beats by Tev. Shout out to my brother Max. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny how I'm just always around. I'm just like, I don't have any like creative venture for y'all to support. Support my voice on Eagle Plus. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta, we got, we had to have you on more. Like, we gotta make sure you're on more because, honestly, I feel like you do this way better than me. Uh, nah, you're you're the visionary. You're you're Chris. <laughs> like, wow, you're that actually the, hit my heart. <laughs> you're the person that like put it like that puts it all together. Like, mm-hmm. literally, nobody else would be able to do it. Like, there's a reason you've been in every episode, including a solo episode. Nigga. Like, there's I don't know what to tell you. No, but I, I thank you. No, actually, I'm I'm accept the compliment because I, I my girl my girl is like telling me like yo start accepting the fucking compliment because she gets tired when I like you deflect it. Yeah, yeah, I do that too. Yeah, it's just it, but it's I feel like this is natural. If it doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't. Yeah, but it feels I, weird. I thank you for that. But no, but seriously, I, you're a great like you're you're uh, what's it called or, or, orator 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 or, orator or orator. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's like tomato, tomato, isn't it? But I think it's orator. I thought orator. orator. Like, yeah, you're you're amazing at just speaking. <laughs> we're getting it. We're getting it. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Um, um you know, I just well spoken man. I like um, knowing where people are coming from and talking to people. Yeah. Oh no, you do it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> you just be talking to everybody, but you see, but that's why I say you could be a mayor someday. Cause You're you really right. be like, all right. You be like, all right. Let me walk up to the person. Let me ask how how's their day, and actually listen to it, and listen to it, <laughs> and like you're not just doing the gestures because you know you're doing the gestures to act like you're paying attention, but you actually make those gestures and listen to them. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, no, I'll support you. It's funny, Miss Wong. <laughs> she was always like, like I had came back to the school to like talk to the kids. Like you know how when Keysgate used to be like, come back and talk to. The I used kids. to do that too with the drama kids. Yeah, yeah, and then um. I went back and saw Miss Wong, and she was like, "Why have you never thought about being on the campaign trail?" And I literally said, "I was like, I do not like politics." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like politics. I try not to get into stuff involving people because I care about people so much. Yeah, oh, that I, I that. don't that I don't want to dislike people. Like that's why you have be, such a big heart, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be and it's funny because. You know, people tell me all the time to like get into education and stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, "Oh, you'll be a bomb teacher." Not gonna which lie. is why I, it would hurt me too much if like kids didn't like me, mm-hmm. or if I couldn't like teach a kid something. It would hurt me too much. That's why I don't want to get into it because I know like it would literally consume me. That's interesting. Yeah, it would consume me. That's why like it's kind of like it's kind of like people that like they're like I'm gonna stay away from this ice cream because I know if I buy it I'm gonna demolish the whole thing and I can't do that yeah it's kind of like shout out to the lactose intolerant people <laughs> they know what it is when the ice cream pop up Mm-mm. it's kind of like if I know if I get into like something involving people I know I'm gonna care too much you 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 have a very a whole sense of like people in terms of like you really love try to love all people like you really try to like love them first like you really try to so i understand what you mean like you you would rather just continue to say all right i love people and not and keep them at a distance and keep it at a distance rather than you know getting to know the the way people work 
and all that and then start being like i really hate it here and uh it's funny because that's how i'm so glad i took a year off of um college uh, school because i wanted to be a sub right Mm -hmm. because i was just like all right i think i might be a teacher and or some type of professor and then when i got to being a sub i was like this ruined it for me like this 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 shit because when i realized what the school system is yeah it is it is one of the saddest i i there are so many times where i sit in that on that desk and i'm like we are actively failing them like we are have you seen that uh documentary um it's on netflix it's uh, called waiting for superman Oh uh, no, I haven't. Watch it. Gotcha. Watch it. Waiting for Superman, bro. It talks about like all of this shit. Yeah. It talks and it's like about like how these kids are just trying to get into these schools with like the good teachers and just trying to get a better opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, bro. As as, as a sub, I I A, I realize I can't be a teacher because it would cuz like me, I like seeing people be their best selves. I've always liked trying to like pull mm-hmm. the the best out of people. And so for me, if I see that someone can't be their best selves not because they don't want to but because mostly like external factors like whether it be some shit at home like for me like i feel like if a kid told me some shit at home was happening i would go to the house i would go to the uh, like you know I me mean? like i would like just be like nah like you're not gonna stop your son from me that's Great. literally what i was like that's literally like one of my things because i know like my first week of teaching i would be like all right everybody here's a sheet um take it home to your parents it has the it has the um it has all the days of the week on it mm-hmm. just um tell them to write their availability on it yeah and i'm gonna like meet every i'm gonna like drive to every kid's like house and meet their parents i'm gonna be like hey my name is mr harris yeah i'm uh i'm your i'm your child's uh teacher yeah. i just wanted you to get to know me and like know what i'm trying to do i'm really trying to teach a child like yeah. I'm, i would I'm do stuff really like that. here yeah yeah it's it's yeah for me it's like for me it's more of like how dare you stop them from achieving greatness <laughs> like it's more of like how fucking dare like so that's why i can't i just can't that's a and then b I even I started to feel the system working on me where it's like like these kids are annoying me like a like a motherfucker sometimes and then I'm starting to look at them like yo these fucking kids like yeah, I start to get like mad at them and then I have to kind of stop stop myself and be like yo don't get mad yeah like, it's kids bro like it's, it's kids like they're they don't know what they're doing yeah, and that's why I, and I know like if I went into like a school where like I mean I know kids don't respect subs and new teachers and much and stuff anyway but like that would fuck me up if, like, I went in and I was, like, all good intentions. And I was, like, yo. Like, I'd be the one where, like, the kids, like, break the teacher. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know if my breaking would be crying or snapping. <laughs> just, so I just don't want to find out. Because, like, what if my break is, like, I just break and then I'm just, like, you know what? Cool. Fuck it. Y'all don't want to learn. <laughs> Taking my talents to South Beach. <laughs> Taking all the shit. Going to the charter schools. Going to the, yeah, the private me? schools. That's it. Going to the magnet schools and going to the charter schools. Just like, you know what? I'm taking my talents elsewhere. Yeah. And that's messed up because I want to like teach the kids that are behind. I want them to succeed yeah. more than the kids that are on. I mean, which is, I mean, you're not supposed to pit the kids against each other, but you know, the kids that are behind, why are they behind? Because they're in these schools that, that they're being taught by people who don't even look like them. They don't even look like them and aren't even trying to see them really succeed. Mm. Their job is secure whether they learn or not. Yeah. Oh, that's a oof. That's another thing. Hey, bro. I learned that from Waiting for Superman. Hey, man. Tenure. Tenure. Yeah. No. That. That's a. That's a. That's a. It's. I mean, for the teacher, it's like, all right, I, I'm secure. Yeah, I'm secure. I'm but, immune. But for the, for the wrong type of person, it's like, oh, dog. Like you gotta hire me here no matter what like i could be the shittiest motherfucker. Yeah, like there's literally like it's funny because in the, in the documentary they show a part 
from The Simpsons. The mm. Simpsons always good at something. Like it's literally their teacher, and the teacher is like teaching. All of a sudden, she's like, "All right, well, five, four, three, two, one. All right, I officially have tenure, so I'm gonna have Ralph teach the rest of the class." <laughs> That's you know, a, Ralph is the fucking one that's yeah, completely the, stupid. Yeah. He like holds a book upside down. And he's like, I'm gonna read for you from the amazing book of Ralph. <laughs> yeah, that shit is crazy. And yeah, when I when I started feeling that the whole thing about the system getting onto me, I'm like, yeah, no, I can't do this. Like as a profession, I really can't. And I'm like, all right, I'm I just gotta figure out a way to affect my community in a different way where it's not too personal for me, like, and I can't, I can't have it not be personal. Yeah, because like, if I can't change the system, and if the system tries to bite me in the ass, I'm gonna try to burn down the system, <laughs> and it's not gonna be a good day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I, t- I take that shit personally. That's why I keep shit far for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy, you know. I sit and talk to you, and then like, because sometimes I'll be like, so like sometimes I'll just be sitting, and then it's like because you know me and you are like best friends, but yeah. like. We don't know all aspects of each other. So sometimes I'm thinking, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, how close are me and Chris? And then I'll have like conversations like this and I'm like, okay, yeah, I see why me and him like just click. Click. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, our friendship is like based on like, it's funny, we bullshit a lot, but we like the other morning I hit you up about like wild ideology shit. Like I just like hit you up about like shit, societal shit. At eight in the morning, At dog. Eight in the morning. <laughs> Yo, when I was ranting you about paragraphs and shit, I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, dog. <laughs> yeah, eight in the morning. I'm getting, I'm getting ready for my uh, biochem class, and I'm just like, yeah, no, nah, I understand valid point, but uh, let me, what if you explore let this? Me put my I'm... fucking draws on first. <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Let's let's run for like some type of community thing someday. It'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. We open uh, either that or what if we open up some type of a. Uh, learning initiative like you know how they have those like sylvan learning centers and mm-hmm. shit like that we open one of those i love those yeah we open one of those but like we got to get some type of funding because we can let's make it to where you can only come you can only enroll your kid if you qualify for food stamps or something like that oh got you so low yeah. income yeah so that like just because it's because you know when something's high quality yeah everybody wants it yeah so you know even though we'll even though there'll be like those parents that are like, I want the best for my kid and I can pay for it. We can be like, nah, no, ma'am, you can't. Like, Because even though you want that. Even though you want that. There's still people. We need to help the people yeah. that are in the backyard that don't know what one plus one is. We yeah. need to help them first. You know, we giving them a world-class education first. Yeah, I, w- I would love that. I would love those. Like, I, will, I wouldn't be able to be the tutor there, though. Because I love too hard. <laughs> no, for me, it's just like, I would love to, that's, and this is not, because um, when I think of Circa, I think of actually like, you know, putting bases where it's just creative centers where like the kids could just come in and just, basically like a creative YMCA type of shit. Like where. Brad, I'm telling you. A, a kid could just right come across in. the street from each other. Yeah. Mine, my, uh, my, uh, academy, um, my STEM academy. <laughs> Ramal Harris. <laughs> Yo, I can see that on the building. <laughs> the Harris STEM academy and then the Rodriguez uh, Center of Arts. Yeah. <laughs> That would be perfect. That'd yeah, be wild. it'll be that. I I I want to make that happen. If, if anything, I'm gonna make happen. I feel like I want that's the thing I would want to uh, make happen. Yeah, that's the that's the final step. That's yeah. the um, like if we relate it back to music, that's like the Jay Z big boy like step. That's yeah. the Jay Z. You know, I made I've, it I've amassed this wealth. I've like gotten to this point. Let me give it back to the community type yeah. thing. And that's always the final, that should be the final step for everybody. Yeah. Because if you aren't doing it for like the people that come after you, then why are you doing it? You're just a selfish human being yeah, at basically. that point. Like you just, at that point, you really don't give a fuck. 
Um, do it for the people after you. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're good dudes. Yeah, we're <laughs> stand up individual. Yeah, let's uh, let's pat ourselves on the back. You know, it's crazy because I'm thinking about Joe Dallas has me thinking like this sometimes too. Because you know how Joe Dallas would just be, like we would be chilling. And she'd be like, you know, it's crazy how in like five years we're gonna be like real successful. Like you know, how Jodalis, I remember she said that. Yeah, and they kind of like I just kind of sat there in my head a little bit. I was like, am I? But me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I'd be thinking about uh, like how I'm gonna look at episodes like this from hindsight and be like, wow, like we were some pretty great young individuals. Like we really had our minds there. Yeah. Um, and hopefully when we look back, it's like where we've done what we've Ladies, set- tell your mom about us. Like this. Those are some upstanding young men. Where are they? You should go meet them. They are taken. They are. They are. <laughs> hey, bro, you can let me make jokes. You don't let me make jokes, <laughs> yeah. dog. You're not gonna yeah. make me look yeah. bad for making jokes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yo. Oh, it's funny how our girls have like similar names. We're not gonna put the names out yeah, there. Yeah, no, no, no. But no. it's just, it's just, we're, we're one letter yeah, away blue, from Blue and Sue. Blue. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, basically how close they are. Blue and Sue. Oh my god. But yeah. <laughs> good times good times times ahead too good times ahead yeah so yeah thank you for listening to this thank you for listening man we just we we came off intense the first half yeah not gonna lie we had y'all in the first half (laughs) we had y'all the first half and then you know we just had to bring it down and show us a little humanity (laughs) a little humanity yeah Um, we're not just here like just yelling at you yeah It's just, yeah, that type of shit. I, it gets me excited in a way that I just, I have, I'm talking, I just talk loud naturally because of how, like, exactly, like, kind of, like, psyched out about how crazy the circumstances are. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, so thank you for listening to this Ego Plus episode. Thank you, thank you. Uh, this is Ego Plus episode nine. Nine. We have some quality episodes. I ain't gonna hold you. I feel like we I ain't gonna hold you. We 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 got some we got some good ones. Hey bro, it's getting it episode ten. It's the tenth episode. It sounds like the cuzzle shit. It come back. sounds like it sounds it like sounds it. like just like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, yeah, we're gonna make it happen. Cuzzo zero ten ooh, one zero. Come ooh. On. <laughs> <laughs> we need uh, some gunshots. <laughs> we gonna wild out. Like we used to. Hey, bro, we gonna make it wild. We got to. I'm gonna have to text my girl like, yo, whatever the fuck. I say, <laughs> whatever I say, <laughs> we will not stand in a court of law. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening. Um, uh, shout out to South Florida, the home. Shout out to the land. Shout out to um New York, Chicago, uh, New Jersey. I guess. <laughs> We just going everywhere. Shout out to O'Block. We shout just we just shout out to everybody. I, get... I don't know. Why I thought a new shout Jersey. out to Narnia. Shout, <laughs> shout out to Hogwarts. That's my boys. Yo, we have some listeners in Turkey. Crazy shit. Turkey. Two, two of them. They probably like. I they don't pro- know. They're probably they... in the same room. <laughs> he probably told his homie. He was like, "Hey, bro, this shit crazy." Mm. But um, shout out to Cali, Texas, Colorado. The people that really been fucking with us, like, because I look at the map and I'm like, oh wow, oh wow, you was going off the map. I thought yeah. you just named random. No, places. no, no, no. What the fuck? <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad, Joe. Nah, I'm bad. trying to give love to the people that you know are supporting. Yeah, us. no, of course, yeah. Especially in, support us. especially in those other states. Like, I understand Chicago and New York because we have people. Dense there. populations, yeah, and we got people there, yeah. But like everyone else, like, thank you. Like, if you keep Appreciate listening, to this, um, we're just trying to have stand-up conversations. Uh, so yeah so this is it we'll see you guys next time next time <laughs>